happy Wednesday, guys. I am so sorry. I usually say happy Sunday, but I wanted to postpone this episode so that it got all of the attention that it needs because we have an amazing guest on this week. And before I talk about her and the amazing work that she is doing, I want to wish you a happy Easter, a belated happy Easter. If you celebrated Passover or the Lord's Supper or anything that your family does for tradition for that Good Friday to remembrance of Easter and the celebration that we get to um, and got to celebrate that Sunday. I hope it was a fun and remembering and honor-filled time for you. And then also on Easter, I hope it was a beautiful celebration with your family and it was just a weekend of rejuvenation for everyone. So with that said, this week we have an incredible guest. I was so glad that she asked to come on and I was honored to host her. Her name is Faith Schultze and she is from TPUSA, but not only that, she is a military daughter and spouse. She just was married, so congratulations to you, Faith. We are so happy for you and the steps that lead on to your life and what this is going to mean for you in the coming years we are so excited for this new stage in your life but also she talks about some amazing tpusa events that are coming up and maybe possibly you have to listen in to some crazy amazing scholarship opportunities that you can get as young as a high school student to some of these tpusa conferences so look into that i will have everything linked in the bio her Instagrams and social medias will be linked as well, so go check her out, follow her. She also asked me to put her email in this episode so you can reach out to her. She, that's what she does for work. She is someone who you reach out to as a high school, college student who is fighting the good fight of um, living in your faith boldly and then also proclaiming um the gospel on campuses but not only that tpsa also covers politics as well so if you are outgoing and want to have a voice when it comes to political stance reach out to faith if you are in the texas area and she also talks about other areas that she covers that you can listen to but without further ado i want you to listen to everything that she had to say it was amazing and here we go Um, welcome back. We have Faith Schultzies with us today. I'm so excited to have her on. And Faith, do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Like, I, like she said, my name is Faith Schultze. I work for Turning Point USA as a field representative in North Texas. So what I do for work is I just I help high school chapters get started and kind of make that difference in their community. Mm-hmm. The kind of my motto-esque, you could say, is that I educate minds and save lives is kind of my motto. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is I help table with these students. I help them kind of battle any difficulties they might be dealing with in school 
I help them plan really neat events and everything like that. And essentially my role is to help kind of take on some of the heat, some of the, the flack and, and the comments and everything like that um, that are coming towards my students while also helping them uh, learn how to and empower them to kind of stand on their own two feet and take, a, take on that uh, themselves. Wow, that's awesome. And so you're with Turning Point. Um, tell us a little bit about how you got involved and started working there. Absolutely. So I went to school in Wisconsin. I went to the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. And as a military daughter, I had always kind of been interested in you know the military aspect. I've always been a very strong, very adamant patriot, but I didn't really know much, nor was I really like involved in the government side of things. And so when I got to college, I real quick, very quickly realized that uh, I was attending the second most left college in my state. Wow. And it's like, great, good job, babe. Um, and so what ended up happening was April of 2021, I'm walking across campus on my way to our student union, and I see my chapter was tabling outside of the union. And I was like, what is this? This is like all of the things that I think, but this is a very left campus. What is it doing here? So I went up and I talked to them and they only, all they had left for the end of the year was a little cookout. But so I went to that and then I had seen an ad for the Young Women's Leadership Summit down in Dallas, which kind of full circle moment. Now I am the hosting territory and the hosting field rep for that conference. But, uh, yeah, so I kind of saw an ad for that. I applied for it. I went just kind of on a whim to see what Turning Point was all about. When I got back, I absolutely adored my time there. Mm-hmm. highly recommend going to YWLS. When I got back, our president asked me if I would be interested in being his vice president for the upcoming year, and I accepted. And then by the time October rolled around, my field rep came up to me while we were tabling and asked if I would be interested in filling in for her in the spring semester for the state of Wisconsin while she was on maternity leave. And so early February, I kind of took over as Wisconsin's field rep Mm part-time while I also balanced my final semester in college, my senior project. I was an RA in the dorms. I was a high school track and field coach. So there was a lot to juggle, (laughs) Um, but I took it on. I was fortunate enough to be able to be selected for one of our tour stops that we have each semester. And so I hosted Charlie Kirk and Candace Owens on my campus that semester back in uh, last April. And then I interviewed for the job down, I interviewed for uh, a couple different locations, but I interviewed for the field rep role and ended up moving down to Texas in August and getting started. Wow, that sounds like a lot in this past year. That's pretty incredible. Um, I want to hear about your time in Wisconsin at, you said, the second most liberal campus. Tell us a little bit about that and how you kind of survived that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, absolutely. I I can confidently say that my school was just as happy to get rid of me as I was to leave them. (laughs) Uh, What they, I don't know that they were expecting was that I mentored a phenomenal exec board to remain in my place and so it's kind of interesting my the current president and vice president will message me every now and then with different things that the school is trying to pull on them and I'm like you like it's the stupidest things like hey your field rep can't table with you because she's not part of the school Mm -hmm. it's like it's a public university that's not a thing right so it's almost like they're 
they're realizing that I'm gone now and I was kind of the main face of the chapter mm-hmm. last year and they're trying to just see what they can get away with now that I'm not there and so it's really funny because they'll message me about it and they're like no that's not a thing that, yeah. that's not a thing um but so while they did get rid of me they, they kind of didn't but I got rid of that right. so it, it's a win for me but uh anyway yeah I definitely had uh, a hard time I actually used to say that it was one of the greatest mistakes of my life going to that school mm-hmm. but I have come to realize and accept that it really wasn't. It was exactly where I needed to be. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have found turning point if not for that school. I wouldn't have had the coaching job. I adore, I was a high jumper. I adore high jump. I adore track. Um, and I had phenomenal athletes. I would not have had had I not gone to the school. Mm-hmm. My best friend who stood right next to me a couple weeks ago as I got married is my maid of honor. I met her through the school and everything. And so there was there god knew what he was doing Mm -hmm. um and everything like that and i and i appreciate it and just goes to show how we have no idea what we're doing with our lives (laughs) um but yeah while i was at the school i mean my first year there was when COVID hit Mm -hmm. and so that that's something that i dealt with pretty much the entire time i was there i was there for three years and then i graduated and uh it was tough. We had the mask requirements. They required us to, if we did get the vaccine, we had to test every week. Once we finally got back, being an RA in the dorms was absolutely insane uh, and everything, the pronoun thing mm-hmm. and all oh, that masks were required all the way to spring break of 2022. Oh, well. was when they finally took the mask requirement away and they finally stopped uh well I think they stopped the mandatory weekly testing for those who weren't didn't have the COVID vaccine a little earlier but the mask requirement stayed all the way until spring break and it was kind of funny because I, I don't remember exactly what I was doing for spring break that year but whatever it was I wasn't going home the same night most people were and so as soon as it hit midnight I walked out and I just, of my room, and I just, like, started, like, I went down by security, and I walked around, and I went in the back office and checked my mailbox. Like, I made it a point to not check my mailbox that day, because mm-hmm. I was waiting for it to turn midnight and everything. I got some looks, but it was funny. Uh, but one of the things they would do, have us do as RAs is we would have social hours. And so if you're on duty mm-hmm. that night, you're in charge of social hours. It's trying to be, you know, oh, the, the RAs aren't these, like, big, bad, evil people, you know, making us human, working with, communicating with the residents, doing right. a fun thing, whatever. But some of them were like, get more information on the vaccine. Why do you want to get vaccinated? Why should you get vaccinated? Why did you get vaccinated? Which And so you got things like, oh, I did it to, like, save my mom and, you know, my grand, whatever. Right. And, I mean, if you wanted to do that, like, whatever. But uh, we had this big whiteboard that for this particular one. One, I, I knocked heads with my boss a couple times. So I was like, I will not be recommending this vaccine to anyone. I don't want it myself. I don't have it myself. Nor am I a medical person professional who's qualified to make any of those any of those kinds of recommendations and but anyway we had this big whiteboard that people would write down why they were doing it and I wasn't on duty the night that it happened but I did come back in and I was seeing some of the comments and I was like this is this is ridiculous so I took one of the markers and I wrote a big note that was like you should know that this is a personal medical decision and no one has Mm -hmm. the right to like try to push you one way or the other and um, my best friend she was also an RA 
and she was telling me that she saw some other people later that day or the next day kind of giving the board some looks and everything like that and I was constantly emailing my dean um I actually I don't mean to like hog the air the entire time but I actually um there's one I don't even consider Turning Point USA um, strengthening a chapter and everything and hosting Charlie and Candace I don't even consider that to be my legacy that I left at the school what I do consider it as is anytime anything bad would happen to any sort of group um we would get an email from the the chancellor's office oh this bad thing happened to this group of people we're here for you we feel you know we're, we support you we care for all of our students here no matter you know xyz all of the things which is great. Glad they do that. <laughs> but when um, the Afghanistan withdrawal happened, it was radio silence. And like I said, I'm a military daughter. My father was in Afghanistan. My now husband's dad um, had recently been in Afghanistan. And so, like, that really rocked me to my core. I was, I was alive during 9-11, but I was only a month old. So this was really the first, like, devastating military mm-hmm. incident, like, mass devastating right. military incident that had happened while I was alive that I'm old enough to remember and everything like that. I was in bed for two days. Like I had to miss some RA training for it and everything like that. Cause it just rocked me so much. And this is a school, this school has the highest student veteran population in the state and one of the highest in the nation. And they brag about that all the time. Yet when something tragic happened in this community, there was radio silence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, that following spring and I actually talked to my chancellor about it a couple weeks later they had like the you know the beginning of the year block party thing where you went out in the middle of campus and it was a whole thing and chancellor was walking around and I asked him about it and he was like oh yeah like you know we'll see what we can do like whatever nothing spring rolls around and the Rittenhouse jury mm-hmm. is deliberating <laughs> they're taking forever to do it and right. so we get the email we know the jury's deliberating we know you know it's a hard time for some of you mm-hmm. yada yada xyz as it always is fine whatever um but as soon as that email comes out I was like all right all right we're I'm I'm done here so I start as I'm working I'm like swiping people in and as I don't have a rush of people coming into the dorm I'm like typing this up again I pull every single one of those emails out from every single like the entire time I've been at UW Milwaukee this is almost three years now and I mark them, I like quote them in and this mass email. On this day, we got this email about this. This is a quote from it that says we support everyone. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, on this day, Afghanistan happened. We got nothing, yada, yada, yada. We got this Red House one, I'm sure we're good. And then I hadn't finished it because my shift was over, whatever. But I remember exactly where I was standing when the verdict did come out. I'd seen it. I was standing up there. My best friend was the one swiping people in that day. And I open up Facebook and I say, I see Kaylee McNanny had posted about it. And I know the email's coming. Mm-hmm. And I know I haven't sent this email out. So I book it to my room. I finished it and I said, on this day, the verdict came out. I'm sure I'll be getting an email by the end of the week. I, and I, you know, I had my little, like, this mm-hmm. is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. I sent it off. Within two hours, we had gotten the email. Mm-hmm. So then I met with the dean again, you know, all of the things. When Roe v. Wade was overturned, I was no longer a student there, but they hadn't shut down my email yet. So when Roe v. Wade was overturned, I got the email. I was like, great, here we go. In the email, it said, this just happened. We understand some of you are celebrating. We understand Mm -hmm. some of you are devastated. Mm -hmm. As a school, we stand by you. You're our student, regardless Mm -hmm. of what you're doing today. And I was like, dang. (laughs) I did that. (laughs) Yeah. 
you finally like, I got know those. other students, yeah. you know, complain here and there, I'm sure, mm-hmm. but, like, that is what I consider my legacy yeah. at UWM. Yeah, that's an amazing um, turnaround for that school to finally be open about it, I think, even if it is something that's not fully either your, and I, I think our values align pretty well, um, if it's not either our values, it's okay because they're finally saying something right. Um, that's a big deal. Um, and that's such a cool thing to look back on for sure, probably for you. And also congratulations. I know at the beginning you were saying you got married. Congratulations. Um, and I think a pivoting point I want to go to is, do you want to talk about YWS? I know you said you were a, um, con- was it a contributor or you were, um, or I think organizing, you were organizing it last year, correct? Um, no. So, um, YWS 2021 was my first turning point event. Okay. Um, but I am, the conference is happening in Dallas, Texas mm-hmm. in June. And so since I'm the field, the high school field rep for North Texas, I'm not planning it. Our events team is doing that. They always do a great time mm-hmm. or a great job at, with our, our all of our conferences, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but Young Women's Leadership Summit does have a special place in my heart. It is my favorite conference that we do. Um, but I, as just the field rep over okay. North Texas, I'm kind of, we're the host territory gotcha. and, and everything like that. So Lone Star is my, the name of my territory, and Lone Star is very excited. All my students are very excited to... Yeah to show the country, to show Turning Point, how strong we are, and what the, the area is made of. That's exciting, yeah. Um, so field rep, okay. Um, and with that, so, okay, how, I'm trying to, like, process, like, how was the move from Wisconsin to Texas? Like, I think the weather is probably insanely different. How is that going? <laughs> yeah, um, I've, honestly wanted to move out of Wisconsin since I was 16. I don't particularly love the state. There's a few things that I mm-hmm. miss up there, but uh, in fact, you know, being down here where Crip Chip is filled with a Q is just wrong. Um, <laughs> but I am I am loyal to the K Quick Trip, okay. but uh, uh, no, I'm enjoying it. I moved in August, mm-hmm. um, and so, and it was actually crazy when I did move because I had gone to Israel with Turning Point mm-hmm. in July, and so I go to Israel, I come back a couple days later, I go to Florida for our Student Action Summit, mm-hmm. and then from Florida, I went to go see, um, he was obviously my fiance still at the time, mm-hmm. uh, for a couple days in Texas, and then from Texas, I flew to Arizona for training, from Arizona, mm-hmm. I flew to Wisconsin, packed all my stuff, we drove down to Texas, wow. threw it all in a storage unit, <laughs> then we drove up to Colorado, to um, do our family vacation to Colorado to see other family that we have up there and kind of stop at the venue and all that kind of stuff. And then we were there for a few days and then my parents and sister drove back to Wisconsin and I drove back to Texas. Mm. So it was a crazy move. It was a lot going on last summer. There always is a lot going on in the summer, but uh, this one was probably one of my more busy ones that I've had lately. But now the only negative you know obviously it's hot and all that but really the only like (laughs) significant negative thing I have to say Mm -hmm. is that when um my in-laws and I were walking Mm -hmm. the dog last night uh we came across two snakes and Uh. I'm not a fan (laughs) of of snakes and so they got to see me like jump and squeal and scream like you know a two-year-old it's great (laughs) but um they've known for they've known me for four years so it's fine they know me Mm -hmm. uh this is not a I've been crazy in front of them before it's all good but uh 
my mother and I was like, oh, that's the third one that I've seen today. It must be snake season. And I was like, it's what now? <laughs> Let me know when snake season is over. And yeah. I will leave my apartment again. Thank you. <laughs> so now, like, whenever I go outside, I'm like, is there a snake here? Because mm. that stick a snake. Is there a snake in the tree? No. Right. I just, snake and I, we're not friends. But, uh, no, other than that, I, I love living in Texas. Good. I love being down here. Good. And seeing my has been every couple of weeks yeah. instead of every six months. That's also a plus. Yeah, that, that probably would add as a happy moment. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, we, uh, I don't know how big the snake you saw, but Texas is known for their, um, we have rattlesnakes in the West. Um, so West Texas is known for that. I've seen a few there. Um, and I'm kind of surprised they're out right now. Texas weather has been a little humid, a little bit, um, probably not the right word uh, it's been like moist than dry and so yeah that's a little bit interesting um but yeah uh you'll definitely probably see more sorry to tell ya but um yeah texas is a good place to be um i know a few friends who are moving from california uh <laughs> and i've heard from a few people say that um everyone and their mom is moving to <laughs> Texas. Yeah. So, um, we will be packed, um, in the next few months and we already are, which is really insane, but, um, we're glad you're here. Um, Texas is happy to be here. Yeah. Texas is a great place to call home. Um, so we talked about college. We talked about, um, YWS. We talked about, um, TPUSA. Tell us a little bit about, you said you guided high school students as they open chapters. What has that looked like? Yeah, well, some, it really depends on what type of chapter they've got. Are you a public school? Mm -hmm. Are you a private school? Are you? A, we also have what we call activism hubs. They're the same mm -hmm. as a chapter. It's just a different name for them. They're um, just based out of like a city. And so instead okay. of, you know, such and such high school, Turning Point USA, mm -hmm. um, it's like we have one in Wise County. It's one of my strongest chapters here in North Texas, and it's the Wise County Activism Hub, or we'll have the Dallas Activism Hub, mm -hmm. or Denton just got started on everything. And so that, our activism hubs, like I said, are the same as chapters. They're just how we get our homeschool students involved, or if it's a public, or a private school, excuse me, private schools can legally deny us having a chapter at their school, and so that if that mm -hmm. does happen, then that's how we can get those students also so involved, is through activism hubs. Gotcha. But really, it, it's been interesting, some of the stuff that some of the administrative uh, folks at some of these schools are saying about our chapters are quite interesting. Right now, my territory actually extends all the way to Memphis, mm -hmm. and one of uh, the principal at my Tennessee chapter over in Memphis mm -hmm. was, like, comparing the Second Amendment to, oh gosh, what was it? Something insane. I remember that. Yeah. Um, and for the most part, we haven't had a ton of issues. Um, I think it's just a matter of getting our name out there to be able to mm -hmm. expand. I actually tabled the Family, Career, and Community Leaders of America had their state leadership conference this past weekend okay. in Dallas. And I tabled there with our South Texas high school rep. And we got 20 new chapters started. Oh, that's awesome. In a matter of two days. Nice. And so uh, we're looking forward to do more. But mm -hmm. honestly, I love watching these students really get involved and get fired up. And I, mm -hmm. and I love seeing the pictures of it because I obviously can't make it to all of my chapters right. meetings and everything like that. 
And so I love seeing the pictures that they're sending in about how many people are getting involved, about how excited they are, and uh, just watching them kind of run their own meetings and be leaders and grow as leaders um, and learn more about the uh, what's going on in the country and everything. And then seeing when stuff like YWS comes up, seeing them talking to their friends and being like, oh, hey, Faith, like my friend is coming with for this. Like, can we help her, you know, with X, Y, Z or whatever it might be. And uh, so really, it's just, it's really rewarding. I I said earlier that, you know, I kind of take on the heat while they're getting more comfortable with it and everything like that. But uh, really, I'm I'm the behind the scenes person. I help them where they need help. And uh, if they need to be need to be front lines for a little bit, then I will, but ultimately I'm just here to see my students grow and turn into amazing activists. And then mm-hmm. if they choose to go on to college, go on to college and also stand for what they believe in and continue doing that because our colleges unfortunately are becoming very, very high level of indoctrination happening at our colleges right now. And I think it's important that we continue having strong conservative, strong patriots uh, going to these schools mm-hmm. and everything like that and holding their ground because uh, I know I know some people out there are oh, college entirely is and this is this is me personally this is not on behalf of Turning Point USA um, and everything but uh, uh, I know some people believe that college is a scam and you shouldn't go or anything like that I personally would like my doctor or my lawyer or the person doing my taxes mm-hmm. to have some sort of formal education right uh, I really think that if we um, pushing students away from going to college you don't have to go to college by any means but if we keep telling you not to and it's a waste of your time and everything like that mm-hmm. that's how we lose college and honestly if we lose college my personal opinion is if we lose colleges we lose the country because then all of your doctors all of your lawyers mm-hmm. all of the the accountants that do your taxes everyone you come into contact with that is in a profession that requires a collegiate degree mm-hmm. is going to be indoctrinated right uh, and so i i personally I'm a firm believer that if we lose college, we lose the country. Yeah, and I, I, I would stand again uh, by that too. I think there's a difference between, and tell me if I'm wrong about this, but I think there is a very fine line between furthering your education and going to college, and then there's also a fine line between finding a college that is going to, if like you said, if you're going to pursue being a doctor, being a lawyer, being an accountant, doing architecture, whatever it is, um, that you probably should have a degree, um, to complete, uh, those career paths, um, you will find, and I, even people I know who have gone on to get their doctorate, whatever, um, you will find that those professors are more satisfied in you learning and continuing your education than they are to indoctrinate you. I think if you find the right college, if you go higher in education um, and if you continue to grasp onto your faith and your values, you will find that it's probably an easier road than that of which a state school would provide um, where as you're getting a communications degree or a sociology degree where there is so much more psychology based education in that. Um, and so that's where you'll find those professors that are more liberal tendencies, have liberal tendencies, or um, have usually those seminars that are pretty left-based. I don't know. What do you think? Well, uh, yeah, and I, and I think I think it is important to still have um, 
conservatives or even if you're not necessarily conservative, you're libertarian or you're not really sure what you are, you're just really pro-America and think right. what's going on in the country right now is kind of crazy. Uh, I would agree. Um, I, I think it's I think it's important to have students who are going to stand for, for America and stand for the Constitution and everything in any field. And, and so I, I wouldn't even necessarily say don't go to the state schools, don't waste your time with the state schools. I would just say just know that it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. I went to a state school. It was hard. Um, I have confronted professors. I have dropped classes because of it. And, um, you know, it's not easy to do, but to be honest, my uh, beliefs are stronger for it because um, while it's great to find a college that lines up with exactly what you believe in everything, and, and I support those colleges, and I think, I think they're great, and I appreciate that we do still have them um, because it gives me hope. And, and everything, I think there's something to be said for going into the fire and, yeah. and standing your ground and being able to make it out of the fire still mm-hmm. strong. Yeah, you're completely right. Um, and there are a lot of people who even go to YWLS or any of these TPUSA conferences that you're talking about, um, and you'll hear them. I, I love the part where they put up the mic <laughs> to anybody in the crowd and they'll come and they'll ask questions and the, a majority of them are college students. And you'll get to hear perspectives of kids who completely dropped out because this was something that they were not prepared for. Um, there are kids who are still in the fight. There are um, now successful adults who are in their career paths and they survived college um, and they bought that fun TPUSA shirt that says I isn't it like I survived college without being indoctrinated something like that um there's there's a lot there's a lot yeah (laughs) I'm pretty sure Turning Point has one I know I had man I was so mad at myself I had gotten a button at the state fair in August uh, of 21 mm-hmm. that you know I survived college without being a liberal yes. and I was gonna wear it on my gown or one of my stoles or whatever when I graduated and I completely forgot um oh. and so I was just like in my dorm or yeah. in the back of my car or something like that and then I was gonna give it to my best friend to also wear because she graduated this past December and then you know we joke that one of us was really rude and moved across the country. Um, and usually I'm the one who says it, which makes it even funnier because I'm the one that moved across the country. Right. But, uh, uh, no, I, I did have one of those pins. I just forgot to dig it out yeah. for my graduation ceremony. It's okay. We all know. And um, it, it is so encouraging to continue to hear stories like yours um, that you, you made it through. You persisted. And I think it's incredible, especially you're leaving um, of a legacy at Wisconsin. Um, and even better, you have a whole kind of army <laughs> to continue that. Um, and you prepared them well, it sounds like. Oh yeah, and, and I think the most rewarding part about my involvement in Turning Point USA mm-hmm. when I was in Wisconsin was there was this young man who would come up to our, we tabled every week, and he would come up to our table and he would he would kind of go up to someone different every single time. I mean, I was there almost every single week, but he would kind of switch what people he talked to. Um, and uh, sometimes he'd ask the same question a couple weeks in a row because he's talking to someone new. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he would change up the question. but um, and, and he would challenge our answer and everything mm-hmm. like that. And he was genuinely asking and everything. And uh, I, I want to say it was about 
late March, early April sometime, he came up to my table and uh, he goes, you know, when I started the year, I was pretty, I was pretty left. I was pretty liberal. Um, but I was curious and I really didn't know, you know, I just, I just wanted to see what you guys said about different things and throughout the year having these conversations with you. And I was the one he talked to the most, but, uh, he goes throughout having this conversation with you and everyone else you're tabling with and everything. I've, I've grown to move a lot more to the center. Um, and he, and he thanked me for taking the time to talk to him and everything like that. And there was, um, uh, a woman standing kind of across the, the union area when I was talking to him and, and I could hear her, I could tell she was kind of listening to what we were, we were saying when he ended up walking away, she came up and thanked me for taking the time to talk to him and admit if I don't know, if I may not know something about what he's asking and everything. Um, I'm also a firm believer that it's okay to not know everything and it's okay to make it known that you don't know everything and, and all. And so I, I would have to say that that conversation, I mean, I love the little legacy and everything. I don't know if the emails have continued like that and everything. I, I hope they have, yeah. but uh, it, that that's great and and all. But and hosting Charlie and Candace was obviously amazing as a part time rep. Yeah. But uh, no, I have to say that was that was my favorite part. And that that's what's so rewarding about this job, about being involved mm-hmm. in this organization, is seeing how if you just take the time, don't count someone off because they might be a little difficult. If they're continuing to come back and they're like actually asking questions and talking to you, you've planted a seed, you're doing something. And even if you're not the, the one who in the end flips the switch and everything or you know whatever, or uh, sees the flower bloom or whatever, you planted the seed. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just so important not to give up and not to, not to count someone out just because they come up to your table and they're asking hard questions. Absolutely. I like how you said that um, you don't have to know everything all the time. I love that. Um, and that's a good lesson for people who enter politics, I think, um, and talk about politics. Because when you open up that conversation, um, and I fully believe it's a conversation, it's hard to answer someone on a faith-based biblical level um and you you've probably experienced this as well when you honestly don't know the answer um and so i i love how you said that i always tell um listeners that if that happens just say that's a great question let me get back to you here's my phone number here's my email whatever you feel comfortable giving out um and that's a great way to stay connected with that person and then also to kind of show vulnerability with that person as well and be like, yeah, like I kind of had that question too or whatever it may be. Um, and that's, but I think it shows honesty and um, yeah, vulnerability with someone, which is really special, especially in today's day. Um, so to faith, uh, to wrap up faith, do you want to tell us like any, um, I call them calls to action, which essentially means like things that listeners can take away from this. I know we've, uh, you've already shared so many great um, tidbits of information about staying strong through college. If you're in a leftist college, um, we just talked about being honest and vulnerable. Is there anything else that you think would be something that listeners can take away with them today? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd say just coming from 
me, someone who, who's been in the trenches and, and everything, and still is a lot when it comes to work, honestly, yeah. um, get a sports system because, man, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like we said, I second most left college in my state, and it is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and be okay with that. Be, be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Know what's going to come. And just have a support system that way when you have a day where you might, maybe you get screamed at, maybe you don't, um, maybe you just have someone who comes up to you and really wants to know, but they've got really hard questions. Uh, just have someone you can talk to. I really leaned on my fiance, I leaned on my friends and my family and everything. Um, the turning point employee side of me would say, come to a conference and get empowered. There's, there's more students than that feel the same, whether you're in high school mm-hmm. or college, there's more students that feel exactly how you do than you think, I promise. And I know it can seem lonely and everything. You might think that you're the only one at your school, but again, I promise you're not. And we actually have a very special giveaway going on for Young Women's Leadership Summit, Anna. <laughs> if it, you would like to get a chapter started at your school, and this goes for any listeners or anything like that, we are offering two all-expense-paid, um, it's a giveaway, so you'll be entered to win uh, two all-expense-paid trips to that Young Women's Leadership Summit that's here in Dallas, Texas, from June 9th to 11th. And so what that's going to cover is it's going to cover either your gas or your flight, depending on where you're coming in from. This is for anyone around the country. Uh, I don't know where your listeners are all from. I was kind of scrolling through your your episodes and mm-hmm. I noticed you've had Sasha on a couple times. Yes. We met at a leadership institute training uh, a while ago and everything. And so, like I said, that covers your travel, no matter where you're coming from, that covers your ticket for the conference and your hotel at the conference. And so if you want more information about that or just getting involved in Turning Point USA, possibly starting a chapter, uh, there's a get involved form you can fill out at our website. It's just tpusa.com and everything. And then whoever your field rep is, will kind of get your name in and they'll be able to reach out to you and ask questions. But uh, I, like I said, the, the Turning Point USA employee on me can be really so to a conference. And honestly, yeah. that's not even just the employee in me. That's the, the former student in me too, because like I said, I found Turning Point USA. I went to a cookout in our president's backyard <laughs> and then I went to Young Women's Leadership yeah. Summit. And four months later, I was asked if I would be willing to be part-time rep for a yeah. full semester. Um, and, you know, I hadn't, at that point, I hadn't even known Turning Point had existed for eight months, maybe mm-hmm. not even six at that point. I don't really know exactly how the math breaks down there, yeah. but, uh, not a math major, but, uh, uh, like, it's amazing what this organization mm-hmm. can do for you. Um, people say things are life-changing all the time, but this organization going to our conferences, they truly can be life-changing. I'm, I'm evidence of that. So many of our field reps have very similar stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, actually, a lot of a lot of our ladies got their start at a Young Women's Leadership Summit. So we we want to see you there. We want to help you get a chapter started, get involved. We also have travel stipends if you're already in a chapter, but you might need help uh, covering some of that travel costs and everything like that. You can apply for one of those. And uh, we just we hope to see you there, guys. We've got uh, SAS experience. We've okay. got. Amfest, everything like that, but please don't hes- hesitate to reach out, fill up that Get Involved form. We want to help you. We want to support you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can personally attest to YWS being amazing and something that you'll honestly walk away and just be so pumped to get back into your community, so pumped. Um, even for the Lord, I think 
um, because this is a biblically-based podcast, you go and Sunday morning, they'll have worship, and it's something so beautiful. I know Amphis, they had worship, um, and so it's not only just to feed your um, confidence in going back to your school, your college, your community, your family even, um, it's also a way to be fed spiritually, and I fully believe that um, people can be um, rejuvenated in that aspect if they um, go as well. So it is here in Dallas, Texas, and I'm so excited to attend myself. Um, and Faith, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, I will link everything. I'll link uh, the TPUSA website in the bio and um, let them know everything that has to do with that. And um, again, just thank you for coming on and joining us today. Absolutely, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to seeing you at YWS, and I look forward to seeing lots of your listeners there as well. Me too. Thank you so much.